Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Uh, we watched every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And boy, howdy. It's going to be rough because there won't be any new ones to talk about for a while. Um, for a long time. For a long time. And so we are spending some... For the longest. So we are going to spend some of... So we're going to be spending some of this time uh, talking about non-MCU movies. We've already watched so many. It's insane, actually. Now that I think about it, we have had quite a season, and we are not done yet. We're talking this week about fan fantastic, fan four stick, fan four stick, Fantastic Four from fan. 2015. Yeah, four. Um, we already talked about the Tim Story Fantastic Fours, uh, or not both of them, but we talked about some Tim 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 Story Fantastic Fours, and we're talking about the most recent one, the final one from Fox, really. Um, before we get started. Uh, my name is Emmanuel. Hi, I'm Andrew. Hey there, I'm John. And we're wearing masks. We are. Everyone should wear a mask if you're going out in public or meeting with people like like this meeting. Yeah, like we are we're a good distance from each other. We, we have are. Lysol and Purell everywhere. But if we can podcast wearing masks, you can go to the store. Literally, yeah, just to, I mean, yeah, exactly. Or go to your mailbox or something, just wear a mask. Yeah, you never know. And masks are good. I mean, maybe the mailbox is a little extreme, but yeah, that's a little, that's a little wild. You get what I mean, I guess. Yeah. You don't know if you're carrying it, really, unless Uh you take a test, then you for sure know. But, you know, if you're going to be in a group of people, just do it. Yeah, I mean, and you get some cool ones. You both have cool masks right now. Yeah, it's awesome. John's has has a baby Yoda over his mouth, otherwise known as the child. The child. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Andrew is wearing a mask that depicts a certain uh, carpet. A car- carpet carpet pattern. <laughs> oh, so you just and do the carpets match the drapes? <laughs> he literally just cut the carpet from the shining and yeah. put it over his mouth. It's true. He has the shining uh, carpet on his mouth. Carpet design. Yeah. Oh, uh, the shining. The the carpets don't match the uh, drapes in the shining. Actually, the shining would have been disorienting. The shining is my favorite Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a callback from a game that you guys haven't heard. Um, but uh, yeah, how have you guys been? We haven't potted in like a while. Um, it's been uh, it's been real. Yeah, it's been it's it's been a minute. <laughs> we're 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 in the the peak of this coronavirus. Yeah, the second peaking. The yeah, second peak. I yeah, guess. second. Wave. I, I feel kinda, like it's the first one. It's just it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's just did, basically like kind just, of actually we never got over course. the first yeah. one. Yeah, um, we, we we so just so everyone knows we we podcast from Texas, Texas, which was the first state to re open in a rush we were like let's be first first or worst um and uh i guess we should have gone for a second or third at least because uh we got that we got that covid happening everywhere yeah it's pretty um scary down here um jokes aside um it's it's spreading like wildfire it's pretty insane my sister is in new york and she was thinking about coming down for my other sister's birthday and i said and we honestly texted her like hey maybe you shouldn't and I'm glad we said not to, because uh, even though New York was the epicenter at some point, uh, like the hospitalizations are so low now, and they've kind of, you Need know, it. stemmed Almost. the curve, and yeah. they they figured it out, and like we're at that point where we were where they were two months ago, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say we're in. I was gonna say the dromedary section because there's camels with one humps or two humps, but uh, the two hump camel is called Bactrian. 
Um, and so we are on the second hump of the Bactrian. Okay, I didn't know where this was going for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, why are we talking about humps? But mm. hopefully everyone is staying safe. What? That's true. Oh, I didn't notice, I guess. Maybe I the logo changed, John? Yeah, it's just 20th Century Studios now. Yeah, so this is this is a movie uh, relevant uh, because this movie I saw on the Disney Plus queue. And I was like, huh, let's talk about this one. But it was a Fox joint right. when it came out. Or I guess now a 20th Century joint. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, super exciting. We're talking about Fantastic Four. Fan-fortastic. Fan-four-stick. 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 The reason why we're joking, that's like the title, isn't it? Right, like, it's spelled that way. And I think like... F-A-N-4-S-T-I-C. No, F-A-N-T-4. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fanti- so it's really Fan-four-stick. Fan-four-stick. Not confusing at all. Well, did you guys watch this movie... In theaters, it's fairly recent, like 2015, right? Five years ago? We watched it in theaters because we have a revenge episode on it, I think. Shut up, really? Yeah, we do. I am... <laughs> dumbfounded. I am dumbfounded. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's understandable, though. I mean, it was like, what, five years ago? I think it was Why did we of our do it? It wasn't season. a sequel. Yeah. It was our first... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, but um, I know we did do it back then. Um, that being said, I haven't seen the movie since. So, like, in rewatching it for this podcast... Um, there is again. I think maybe I probably had the same reaction back in the day. Oh which yeah, is like, I know I did. I think I liked it up until a certain point. Yeah, and then I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is one of those movies where the be, the behind the scenes stuff kind of spilled out into the, be- the actual movie in front yeah. of the scenes stuff. <clears throat> we see it on the movie, but we also just hear and read so much about what happened and all of these anecdotes and stories. What's interesting is now we're talking. The director, Josh Trank, was out uh, a couple months ago um, talking about Capone, his new movie. Mm-hmm. And he basically just was honest about everything that happened behind the scenes of this film, Fan Fantastic. And Fan so we, we know even more now than we did when we did our first episode five years ago about all the stuff that happened but um yeah andrew what did you think about it the first time you saw it um i think uh back when back when we were allowed to go into movie theaters yeah that's yeah, true <clears throat> i gotta watch tenet on in the drive <laughs> at the drive-in now uh, no, on your phone in the bathroom basically what this is pirate <laughs> john's trying to pirate movies <laughs> the way christopher yeah, nolan intended yeah, it to on be. an iphone on hbo yeah. max yeah exactly yeah exactly um yeah i thought i, I liked it right until they got after they got their powers because even when they get their powers, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, horrific, as it should be, because those fucking powers are very uh, weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember liking the the feel to it. Um, and it, it's just unfortunate that the second half is the thing that ruins it all for me. Yeah. Because some of it, like, you're watching, and, yeah, like, one line of dialogue or two lines of dialogue end up being bad, and you kind of roll your eyes at it. But everything else, it kind of reminds me of a very uh, amazing Spider-Man, like the first one. Or I mean, it's just kind of building up these relationships rather than trying to be the full-blown superhero thing. And so it's pretty cool, which is why it's kind of unfortunate that they do kind of a, a time lapse. And so you get them at their best. Like they're already flying and they're, they're Johnny Storm goes yeah. out of their fireballs. Yeah. And you don't really get to see the relationships and how it was they were affected because of the powers it's they just, just changed yeah exactly yeah you even forget about the villain for some point for, to some extent and then it just kind of comes back and you're like yeah. oh shit and that, that happens twice in this movie which we'll talk about i'm sure at some point just yeah. the structure of it but there's i mean it starts off as them as children oh, and yeah. and then suddenly they're older yeah. much older yeah 
Yeah, and I, again, I, I did like that. That even the cast, the cast was pretty good. I think <clears> they could have picked stronger choices for um, Ben Grimm and Doctor Doom, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> um, I thought Jamie Bell was kind of bland, especially when you, they got to like the CGI part. Yeah, there wasn't anything that like that made him better than Michael <clears throat> Chiklis anyway. <laughs> But there's a whole lot that happened, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the behind the scenes stuff because it's it's interesting. It's impossible. It's I think, impossible to avoid not it to for sure. But this does give me the sense, and I think Josh Trank, you know, Josh Trank was fairly young when he made this movie. He was, I think, he was 25 when he sold Chronicle. Like he was, he's like a young up and coming director. He talks about the fact that he got all these meetings right after Chronicle with everyone. Tom Cruise, Spielberg, everyone wanted to meet with him. Damn, because, and he went on this and then boom. Well, like, he was also, remember he was hired to make the Boba Fett movie right, um, yeah. with, yeah. with <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy. So he was like the hot commodity. And this is really interesting because this movie really, at the time, yeah. everyone was like kind of an up and coming young young star. Uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Miles Teller, Mar. There really isn't like a A-list established like box office movie star in this movie and that itself is like an interesting like risky risk from the studio but also it's so weird because it's part of the story is the fact that they wanted to give all their research to nasa for like to be like oh you young kids did well in this little science fair experiment that is pretty I've let's, never, let's let's give it wow. to these older you know people like more in the experienced government. people who know yeah i don't know quote it, unquote what they what they're doing i don't know if i'm digging too far deep into it but i was like man what are they trying to that's pretty crazy. I didn't this. know that actually. Hmm. But yeah, well, yeah. Well, John, did you ever talk about your first impressions <clears> of the movie? I guess you can I mean, even talk about watching it overall the second time. It's just, I mean, yeah, because I don't remember, really remember. Like, I just know that how I felt feel about it now, and I guess maybe it was again. I, I'm getting a familiar feeling that I kind of had this back in the day when I saw it. Um, it was. Um, I really do like the the take on it. Um, you know this really cool Cronenberg like body horror take whenever they get their powers, or even like this weird like. They're, they're, scientific or like you know inter- friendly rival yeah. basically like they're all friendly rivals which is pretty cool when other the, than ben Grimm, which is like shoehorned in, interdimensional like. travel type of thing where you're it's like not oh, space it, it's very like scientific and yeah, it's yeah, very it's, true you and know? i think me and drew were kind of talking about it when we were watching it is that like i think it's a shame that this script was kind of not saved and retooled for the mcu because like had there not been like you know a uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse movie announced, they could have very well done the Multiverse thing with Fantastic Four. Yeah. They could have gone like Rick and Morty type of shit, and I'm that's how they get their powers. I'm telling John in the comics, they have a council of reads. Where wow, it's just all the reads from different dimensions. Super smart. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And so it would be him to be able to meet himself from other places. But and see, they could have ran with that instead of doing a Multiverse Doctor Strange thing, which have been. Not that I'm complaining about that, because that actually is really cool. awesome. Yeah, it'll yeah, be interesting. It's going to be awesome. Sam Raimi, right? Like, right, exactly. Ty Wojciechowski said he's coming back. I think, Exciting. But well, I think yeah, you could have yeah, yeah, yeah. done something with that in, within the realms of the MCU, and it's it's a shame it's not. But like maybe they're doing something yeah. in the future. But as that being said, for this movie, um, again, I really do like the take. All of that stuff is really awesome. Like, um, it's not. You just um, you can't. It's not that a forgiving part. That's not what I'm, I'm trying to say, but it's just you can't overlook the the fact that it really does become a mess once, I think, like maybe the end of the second act or so, maybe the big, um, around there. Um, it, be, it really becomes a mess, basically. This movie, I think, in, in its core, had a hard time being figured out. I think that they've made very well known that there wasn't a script when they started filming this. They right, just had yeah. a... An idea. This happens a lot. Like, there's a release date. Sam Mendes talked about this with his second Bond movie. Yeah, he was Spectre. like, yeah. he's like, that didn't work. I had a release date. I had to 
start just doing things. Um, but uh, but this movie had uh, a couple of writers. Jeremy Slater uh, did penned the first draft, and just from the very beginning had a contentious relationship with Josh Trank. Josh Trank, yeah. Um, Slater was heavily influenced by the fact that the MCU was going on now, and those movies were successful. So he was writing movies that were fitting Age of Ultron style, Avenger style things. Right. Yeah. Basically, what the studio wanted. It was like and a very comic booky, apparently. Very yeah, comic like, booky. Uh, not as comic booky or cartoonish, I'd say, as Tim Story's, like his right, yeah. uh, Fantastic Four. But, but in the MCU sense, like you know, yeah. In the MCU sense, kind of a lot of suspended disbelief and not super dark in tone right, uh-huh. but i think that there were certain points where josh trank uh uh spencer says he wrote 14 drafts of this script but josh trank only turned in a couple to the studio yeah um and then he just quit the movie because the studio he was josh trank wouldn't let him meet with the producers and right, the studio yeah, i heard that and they brought in simon kinbert to help kind of retool the whole thing um who was about to work, I think, on, like, he made some Star Wars stuff, so... Wait, Simon Kingbird, yeah, and also did some Rebels, and then he also, he was the... Um, the Shepherd, yeah, like, the X-Men Shepherd guy, basically. So, like, he wrote most of those X-Men scripts and, you know, produced them, and so they brought him in to kind of, like, oversee this project. Figure it out. Yeah. And there's this huge thing that happens, and, of course, he says, Josh Trank says there's a much longer cut out there somewhere that... They filmed so much, and then the studio didn't like it. He, I thought he admitted that some of these didn't make it past, like... The conception, concept, yeah. yeah, and they because he said he kind of lied about that in the in the past. He said like he in the was kind of emotional about it. And yeah. there was a there was a part of this the, the agreement they had was for principal photography we would shoot everything but the ending, which is an insane idea. And then for reshoots we'll figure out the ending after we know what we have, which is super dangerous. I feel and right, and yeah. and kind of you definitely think about that when you watch this movie because uh, the ending it just comes at you pretty pretty quick, but but. Um, when they came back for reshoots, I mean, they had the producers were basically directing. They gave the ed- they gave the power of final cut to the editor instead of Josh Trank. Um, so there was a whole lot that happened, and it, it does seem like it was a lot of like trying to quote unquote salvage whatever they had. Um, yeah, kind, well, of a, kind of in the Justice League kind of way. Mm, I mean, it's yeah. all it's all. He sh- I think there is a an actual article where josh trank actually talks about a lot of the stuff i think i i you know I've, I've kind of like you know skimmed it no it's not that it's just like I, over the years i've kind of lost interest on what happened with this movie because it, it is what it is at the end of the day um so like i didn't really kind of focus too much on the uh pre-production de- you know uh deets when when kind of watching it again release although the you, trank cut here we go here we go disney plus you, you <laughs> listening well that's why i think the snyder cut's so weird because like you can go back and just retool anything now yeah it's like oh shit what trank, the fuck trank does seem let's like talk about the snyder cut for another uh no, 15 no, 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 okay no, no, sorry no. it's funny though i think trank is pretty much like unlike snyder who want you know wanted to show his cut and david ayer is the same way um, I think someone asked Josh Trank online and via Twitter. Yeah, and he had said no. He's like, hey, he's let it go already. Like, you know, he doesn't have any interest in showing a. I don't because there is no like you know some of the scenes that he wanted yeah. were never shot. So I don't think you would. They would have to go back and yeah, shoot it prob- those. Yeah, it probably was like storyboard. You right. Know, exactly. Then, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just a. Hey, let's do it. I guess it's just kind of like a. I don't know because like. It's it's really weird. I guess when whenever an upcoming filmmaker kind of doesn't get to make a movie that like you know you know especially if they're kind of like i mean it does happen often yeah but like it's kind of weird that you're giving this big ip and um you know when you you can't really do your own take on it like everybody always has to get involved i know it's a 
it's kind of weird in a way because like you know if there wasn't a kevin feige then you would get something probably too extreme for some from some of the marvel yeah. directors or something or and and you could kind of see how if this fantastic four was uh lighter it wouldn't necessarily be a josh trank movie does right. that make sense yeah, but yeah. then if it was too dark it at some point isn't even fantastic four like it's just mm-hmm. a yeah I was like digging, a horror movie or I something. i was digging all that though like all the stuff that like you would all the trailers that made it look like a Kind of like almost like horrific, like yeah. take on Fantastic Four. Oh my Four. god! Like, there was something about seeing uh, uh, the reed with like elongated and yeah. the bones like crunching and stuff. That yeah. I was like, this is creepy. Or Michael B. Jordan on fire and in pain. Like, yeah, that's just insane. Like, it's it. The, ben, I, ben Grimm. Like, oh he's my like god! The, he's like yeah. the strongest person, and he's yelling for help like underneath these rocks. Yeah. And you're like oh my god! Even, there's a person in well, there. Even like the Invisible Woman. Like she has like she can't control. Like she's What's knocked happening? out, but like it's she's just scaring like, yeah. people. That, that was honestly my favorite part of the movie from when they return from the planet and it's like a disaster and then you start to see them not even just discovering their powers but like people experimenting on them or like yeah because I, for a while when i saw uh, the human torch i was like how are they gonna give him like 50 cc's of anything like they can't they can't they can't give him painkiller does that make sense yeah like it would melt i don't know i wonder how, the how they got him on that on that, uh, yeah. on that table. And it looked like he was being restrained on the table. I was like, what straps are those that, uh, cause I need to get me some of them straps. You like straps. See, all this stuff that we're talking about is like really cool yeah. parts of the movie. Um, it's just like it immediately right after that, we don't get acquainted with any of their powers no. either. Like they just have them. They like, do y'all remember the Fantastic Four? Uh, well, well this is them. Yeah, Cut exactly. to a year from now. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly we're, we're super good at it. And also... Everyone's got their own fucking suit. Reed's on the run. And yeah. he's, and he's por- portraying Latinos yeah. in and his other country. Man, see, and that part, you're like, man, like that's the way Reed Richards should have been using his powers in the first iteration. Instead, they kind of used it to like, I'm going to get a beer while still sitting on the yeah. couch. And I, just stretch his hand. I, oh, it's, he dances it's, in the second one? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, exactly. This, the, those... The the they were not the original Fantastic Fours because I think there were like there was like a TV movie I think that oh, came out of them. But mm-hmm. the Tim Story mm-hmm. Fantastic Four films are like so far the other end in tone, campy, Can- super campy. I I mean I I enjoyed them, uh, but I yeah it's so crazy because I feel like at a certain point when you're remaking these superhero movies, the general audience already have an idea of what it is, and there are probably people who went to see this Fantastic Four thinking. It's going to be like the ones I saw, you know, you know, 10 years ago. Because I think there's something like that that happens with Spider-Man a lot. Like, you yeah, know, uh-huh. who's the Spider-Man now? Is he different? Oh, Iron Man's in it. Uh, you know, it's a little different. Well, let's go down the cast of Karax. Um, uh, Cat, John. roll call. Yeah, first off. Cat, yeah, roll call. call. Miles, My name Miles. is. <laughs> oh, shit. Miles Teller as... Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Did you guys like that choice? Did you like his portrayal of, of, of Reed? Uh, I think he. I think Miles. Okay. Teller, I think Miles Teller is very one note. To be honest with you. Wow, Whiplash. But Ooh, uh, divergent. Also, I heard he's a big dick. Um, oh, no, he, no, he doesn't one. have one. Oh. He is one. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he sounded disappointed. But, oh, oh, okay. But no, he did actually. I I think he did it good for a young Richards. Like I can see him growing up and then recasting an actor and being like, "Hey, uh, this is the old one." It's um. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I think he was one of the roles that Josh Trank, I think, uh, uh, fought for to to have him as the the leading. He's the leading man in this movie, right? Um, Apparently, them two fought on stage too, like you know, they, physical, not like physical, but like they clashed. Basically, I yeah. always fight with people on my set. Fist fights, <laughs> winner take all. 
But they get to direct afterwards. They're just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I have to be the actor. <laughs> My movies are just like me beat up, bloodied as, as like, as, as like a, one of the female leads. I know. Hey, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I kind of think that there's a, because Reed Richards is smart. Is he also, is he arrogant? Is that like part of what, he is supposed to be in the comic books. I don't think he was ever arrogant in the. I don't know. Maybe it really depends. I think on the it version comes of off as arrogant yeah, sometimes. So. It, probably like naive. But okay. most maybe. of that is just Miles Teller. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think he brings something a little bit to the role. I thought Miles Teller actually played a good take on yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Like he seems up until he starts, you know, shouting exposition in that final fight. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Everything worst. is actually pretty cool. Like I kind of dig what he was. Uh, we just got. Oh, sorry. Did you get this? Yeah. Wait, wow. The Sahara Desert? No, I got this emergency alert on my phone that says the COVID-19 virus is spreading rapidly across Bear County. Local hospitals are approaching capacity. Please take shelter. Stay home except for essential activities. Wear a face covering. But it, it came in as like an emergency alert. You guys didn't get one? Jesus, no. That's oh, scary sorry. as hell. I'm on this, uh, I'm on this, uh, I have, I'm on this special thing. Mailing list. Yeah, it's like 2012. I have a ticket to the Ark. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, uh, Miles Teller was the scary uh, real world note. Sorry, aside. No, we had to break the illusion. I know. Of I got sh- this shitty fantastic. It's, 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 I, these alerts are normally for like Amber alerts. Yeah, and yeah, stuff, I saw or, that. Yeah. Or, or thunderstorms. Oh, I got weird. it too. I got it too. Yeah, I got one for COVID. Kind of insane. Um, but yeah, so Miles Teller definitely played that part. I, 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 tr- I try to understand sometimes like what his. Uh, in the movie, like what his m- motivations were, does that make sense? Like, I know he's one of the smartest dudes on the planet, but I don't know because there, there's even something with him and and Mara that's supposed to be like a a Flirt- love connection. Flirtatious, just because that that's the way yeah. they are in the books. But I think when you brought up naive, I I definitely felt that in the movie because he is just smarter and he's just doing things because that's how he does it. Not necessarily to be because there's a moment with Doctor Doom where. They're trying to fig- do stuff on the computer, and he just figures it out very quickly. And he's like, "Oh, cool, yeah, like you know, that's what I'm supposed to do." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, like it's not necessarily like a, uh, I don't know, like I feel like he's just doing what he like what 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 he knows he's good at, right? And yeah. not really. And there's even a line they talk about what he wanted, um, and he says he wants his things to matter, um, which is you know pretty interesting. Uh, who? Uh, let's see who else is on. That list. Let's see. A lot of House oh, of yes. Cards people. Got, uh, House of Cards. Uh, not, B, not Kevin Spacey. Michael B. Jordan as uh, Johnny Storm, uh, the Human Torch. Um, yeah, Michael B. Jordan actually plays a really good Human Torch yeah, here. Yeah, he's um, really good. He's good in anything he does, really. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I think, uh, basically, um, Josh Trank tried to have Johnny Storm and Sue Storm be like a, you know, a African, you know, American descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they... Uh, I don't think I think the studio really pushed back against uh, Kate Mara, who we'll talk about here, um, as her role as Sue Storm. Yeah, um, they kind of wanted, you know, her, her basically, and they kind of wanted someone. They basically wanted to just stick with that ethnicity yeah. for that one, which was kind of weird. And I think Josh Trank did say it was um, he should have taken that as something that would eventually lead to the movies, like you know, a problem. Demise, really, yeah. He, this is sounds insane, but he said this when he was uh, in that same interview I was listening to about him talking about Capote <laughs> and stuff, but. He got death threats because he t- made Johnny Storm half black. Yeah, yeah. And he slept with a gun under his pillow. Right, And yeah. then he returned it after the filming ended. But I was like, that's... 
insane to think about. Like, what fans are that adamant, not just about anything, but, like, of the Fantastic Four? It's so weird to me. Of all the things to be really upset about. Which is so crazy, because even watching the movie, and even though the movie is kind of, like, you know, a little bit of a weird Frankenstein of a a flick. Yeah. um, I mean, I think, I mean... Michael B. Jordan really nails it as Johnny Storm. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's... Chris Evans plays Johnny Storm in the original, and he's like a thrill seeker. Right. And whatever, this one's and kind of the fine. same way. It's just a different take on it. Like, I, I like it a lot. And it was pretty awesome. And I do like the fact that, like, you know, um, it adds a different dynamic, like, where Sue Storm is the adopted one and stuff. It, like, it, even with, the, with, with what, they, what they went for, basically, there. And Johnny Storm is so... Um, and and it, again, it's not conveyed fully, but I appreciated the fact that he gets the power. He likes the power, which is his character, but he likes it so much that he is ready to be a soldier for the government. Oh, right. Yeah. He's the only and one who's that like... is, Yeah. And that, that point of contention, I think, is, is nice and it's kind of oddly tragic and, and weird, but... but was... It's kind of 100% Johnny Storm because Johnny yeah. Storm was the only one who was gung-ho about anything. Being like... a hero. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It is like, again, I don't feel, I feel like that happens in one conversation. Like it doesn't necessarily build in the movie, but it's a cool like aspect to his character. Good point of conflict for him to be like, I cool. Yeah. I'm ready to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. Blame um, on. Ugh. And then Kate Mara as the invisible woman kind of rounds out the main, oh, actually, no, we still got one more person. Um, Kate Mara is um, Sue Storm, aka the invisible woman. Um, she um, is good for what she has i think they give her a lot of like exposition and then kind of like her reacting to yeah the other three she doesn't she, she doesn't even go to the planet with him yeah she doesn't go to the planet with him um kind of fucked up her yeah her role's kind of <laughs> it is yeah it's, it's it's a little disappointing with what she was given with because kate moore was actually she, a really good actress she was in house of cards i know and, they're like she's the tattletale she got pushed in the yeah she is like the it's the narc I have a, uh, oh, well, we'll go down the list, but uh, my girlfriend had a huge problem with even just the way they go to the planet mm-hmm. because they were just drunk. And she's like, this is oh, yeah, so that dumb. Is dumb yeah. But I was like, well, this is like young people, I guess. But yeah, Kate, in, uh, Kate Mara, I think definitely expands on the character Sue Storm and just even the powers that she has. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like she does so much. And at a certain point, she could be the most powerful of all of them. Of all of them, yeah. Um, and then again, she also is one of the people who don't want that power. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think about the thread that she is like a pattern expert? I don't know if you guys, she's always listening to music. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those script things of like leaving some, planting some seeds in the beginning about, she's in the library talking about how she, you know, studies patterns. And then it comes to fruition at the end when they're trying to find read and she's like oh patterns and she like goes in but i don't know if that was a little too uh like not on the nose but if that was just like super (laughs) you're like oh she studies the thing that they're gonna need later i um because that's not part of the that's not part of the comic book right i don't think so but like i i get it you know what i mean like i i um like i understand why they I just, I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem with it had it been actually like a little bit more prominent, not just like one thing at the beginning and the one thing at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's I very so. true. Yeah, you're right. It just, if it was executed better, I wouldn't have had a problem with it, I guess. Patterns. I still don't really, but it is odd. Yeah. Cause then she should have been able to tell Doc, like what Dr. Doom was about to do. Yeah. And she should have been able to just, uh, yeah, from the pattern in the spank, past. Spank that ass. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, Jamie Bell is uh, Ben Grimm, the thing. He's a, a different kind of take. I, um basically like kind of like a child who was kind of like you know grew up in a abused a rough a rough childhood it's really clobbering time um i don't know <laughs> if he was abused because i mean i guess it was right like he was yeah he was straight up yeah. hit <laughs> yeah that's true um 
he um you know obviously grows up to be ben Grimm. you know he within seven years he looks from like a kid to like a 30 year old yeah. like jamie bell i kind of bought the <laughs> i kind of bought the reed Grimm bromance more I than like any that. of the other oh, yes. yeah just Definitely. talking about the, the age though like the way it's like toby Maguire playing a high schooler yeah you're like, damn you're 40 dog <laughs> five years later yeah so yeah you know for real i do, Hello? Like, I do yeah. like that i think the yeah. friendship between ben Grimm and uh, um, i think it was a little more than a friendship and reed richards is At a really point, good probably it's a really good um it's probably the most believable relationship in the movie yeah really. definitely 100 yeah. percent but sophia thought was like oh are they gonna end up being in love later and i was like i don't think so but that would have been like yeah, I definitely would would have bought it. Like, I was like, it's it, yeah. fine. Because even through the end, I know we talk about the resolution being kind of uh, like blasé, but the even towards the end when it's him feeling that he was abandoned by Reed, like you that that was probably the most impactful, like heartbreaking, yeah, heartbreaking thing. And he's, I was like, man. I mean, compared to again, like Michael Chiklis is like, I don't want to be this, and then yeah. immediately he's like, I dig it. Yeah, I'm cool. But in this one's just like depressed the entire time no matter what he's doing just yeah. depressed and you got to give him credit for for coming up with the name of fantastic four because he's like it's pretty fantastic yeah <laughs> at uh, the end baby it's fantastic and you're like, he's like say that wait wait say that again <laughs> the way that way you said it now <laughs> it's fantastic and huh? there are four of us, I don't of mind us. the things, the actual things designed though. It's okay. Uh, I, cool. I, I, uh, he doesn't wear pants. It's just hot. a little odd. He's hard all the time. It's a little odd because I mean, yeah. Why would he wear pants? I, I know just, like, he doesn't have but, a dick or something. Uh, but to be like, honest, I think I saw a butt crack, which is weird. Uh, How the fuck does he shit or piss? Rock crack. Andrew, why would you bring does, that up, knowing that I love to Google piss? stuff like this? Does, yeah, don't Google. Does he shit or piss? I'm know, sure huh? he does, right? Because he eats. I saw them. Yeah. I saw a pile he just of shits out raw dust. I, I saw a pile of, of bricks. That's a hair and dust he that's bricks. about to hit. Yeah. Instead of spitting ropes, he spits bricks. bricks. He, sh- he shoots bricks. I shoot bricks. That's why a bunch of NBA players uh, <laughs> do because they can't fucking hit the basket. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're, uh, yeah, I mean, he there. We've seen the thing before, and I feel like this time they've they've tried to find more of the. I mean, it's all CGI, right? Like, it's, oh yeah. And I think part of the Tim Story thing was practical. Oh yeah, wasn't it? No, like, no, it was practical okay. for sure. Like you get to feel that because this thing is, I feel like bigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I just, I mean, a lot of it is just tied up in that ending where they cut <clears> to <throat> an, a year later, and then they're just fighting Doctor Doom, and yeah. mm-hmm. it's that classic: we're all gonna fight separately until we all fight together. Like yeah. literally, everyone's just like, I'm gonna go do this. I like the way you said, I'm gonna. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do this. All right, so we got Toby Cabell, I guess. Toby Cabell? Yeah. Cabell? Um, as Victor Von Doom, aka Dr. Doom. He's in that show Servant, which I really, really like. Right, yeah. He's a pretty prolific actor. I've seen him in other things. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about it? the way Dr. Doom looked? He was in Ben Hur. This guy. Uh, I, the main I think it fucking sucked. Really? The Dr. Doom? Oh, I didn't yeah, like yeah. the way he looked. Well, because like the metal on his mouth looked cool, but the other plastic and like yeah. the glowing green eyes, it looked weird. You couldn't tell. He, I could tell he was using his powers because his eyes got greener. He was like naked again, like the thing. Uh, you think about, stop, stop his, naked shaming people. His hood was way too big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Damn, you look oh, like Bo like Peep. 
What's, what was his reason for wanting to destroy Exa- the yeah, world? Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it said something like, you know, you guys are... He was very nihilistic even when he was human. Remember, he right, said so like, oh, like, this, this world doesn't deserve saving. Yeah, he's like, and oh, so, I hate humans. Like, all humans are yeah. the worst. And I the thought he one, just hated the government. Well, because the other one, apparently, like, the explanation is like, this planet kept me alive. Ah. And, like, it's my planet or something yeah. like that, you know? So, like, he... For a year or yeah, longer, I don't for, know. Yeah, like, longer over there, which is... Yeah, anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about the... Yeah, Because yeah, I was yeah. like, I think this might be... It was trying to be the, this movie's version of the negative zone, but yeah. it's not. And they're also... they're all, They get their powers pretty late in the movie. So when we're talking about them, we're really mostly talking about their human counterparts mm-hmm. for the majority of the film. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did like... And I know this is kind of silly and, and kind of weird, but uh, when k says Dr. Doom over here, because he's just so... Oh, like all like, evil. Yeah, so evil. The Doctor all, Doom the reference is a, probably a reshoot re- thing. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. very stupid. Uh, Sorry. It's fine. But um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think he, I think he's a good actor. And I think that he uh, definitely, I definitely did feel his kind of um, antagonistic energy throughout them. Even when he was like with them, the good guys, he was very antagonistic towards like everyone. Oh, shit. I didn't notice. Sorry. I was reading on to this other... So I'm just going to round out the cast yeah, go, with them. Um, the late great Reg E. Uh, Kathy yeah. plays uh, or Kathy House of Cards plays a uh, Doctor Franklin Storm, um, basically Johnny and um, Sue's father. Hmm. Um, Tim Blake Nelson plays Doctor Harvey Allen, which is a government antagonist, really like a government agent who kind of wants to uh, um, exploit the Fantastic Four after they get their powers. He's in the Hulk. He's in the Hulk as and- well. And Watchmen. He's, and Watchmen. See, he's pretty yeah, prolific. He's, 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 um, Water. <laughs> yeah, he's Buster Scruggs. Oh, day I face. Um, some cameos include Dan Casta, Castellaneta from uh, The Simpsons. He portrays uh, Reed's teacher. Homer yeah, Simpson. Homer oh, yes. Tim, yes, Tim yes. Heidecker plays plays Mr. Richards. Reed's I remember dad, seeing him. Tim yeah. Heidecker. Us. And Chet Hanks, son of Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks, appears as Jimmy Grimm, Ben Grimm's older brother. Oh, clobbering time! Yeah, yeah Chad Hanks is like I think the one of the uh, youngest uh, Hanks person. Wow, not the most famous. Did Hanks. you just say Hanks person? Hanks. Are they like? Oh yeah, people. Hanks people. Yeah, you're right. My bad, sir. Oh okay. Isn't it crazy how Colin Hanks sounds like Tom Hanks? I guess it's not crazy. They're. Oh, I thought you meant that their names rhymed. Oh yeah, and I was like, it? no, it doesn't. They have the same. Colin last and name. Tom do not sound the same. Um, but yeah, pretty prolific cast again, with the exception, I think, of the 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 uh, the dad. Very young actors, um, not as young as the film wants them to be portrayed, like eighteen year olds, but still. Oh yes, definitely not. Like fairly young. I have a question, and this is kind of related. But what is the Baxter Institute? Because it's, it's the Baxter Building the, in the Fant- it's their headquarters in the fantastic okay. four comics is it a school no okay but this one it is like a yes. okay. yeah exactly an All institute right. of like higher learning that's why i got x-men vibes from it because i was like oh uh, are john these said, all supposed think, to be smart kids i think john said that if it had done well that they were going to cross the x-men over okay and so it was like rivaling schools like in fucking oh, west side story that's no, cool you know <laughs> no, i made it up I you know because i uh everyone <laughs> miles teller everyone says that when they signed on to this movie the studio pitched them and said, this is the start of another X-Men franchise. franchise yeah. So I get it that they're young because then you can build from that and be like, well, now they're older and now we've got, you know, uh, we, you know, that we can do this for 12 years or something just like X-Men. But yeah, that's what that was. I didn't know if that was a comic book thing. And then very quickly from the Baxter building, 
institute. I didn't really see them taking any classes or anything. Does that make sense? It was like they got a right, full yeah. scholarship to a, I assume, a smart people building, uh, but then they were just automatically put to work. Well, because the, the Baxter Foundation in this one, it's the foundation, not the uh, the the building. Yeah. You know, the original one is just the building that the Fantastic Four were Which looks, in. The Tim Story building looked like Avengers bi- yeah, yeah. tower. And that's what it is, though. It's, it's literally like a giant tower yeah. in the middle um, of the city. They literally, like, you know how he says, uh, like, he's about to say Fantastic Four? It literally looks like when Captain America is about to say Avengers. Oh, yeah. Assemb- and then, you know, it cuts away. But um, the Baxter Foundation the is like a government shot. funded think tank, basically. That's yeah. what I kind of got from it. Okay. You know I mean, sort yeah. of like, you know, because they're. And they've tried to be like, they're. Because they're building like a, a, a teleportation, their own teleportation device for yeah. like, you know, Tim Blake Nelson's, um, you know, um, gang of suits. Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah, that's why that's Na- they're like, like, yeah, give it over to NASA, the big boys. Well, when I thought of that, I was like, are there more kids that are going to have a special power? Is this like, I'm, I guess so, because they were starting something, some they big said, franchise, then it's possible. Like, yeah, because they said they were going to try to harness the energy to militarize, yeah. like, getting, giving people powers almost. That's Boom, interesting. the scrolls. Ugh. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a game, and then we're going to come back and talk more Fantastic Four. We'll talk about the ending of the film, and we'll talk about, uh, yeah, uh, everything else. It's all downhill from here with that ending. (laughs) You volunteered that information. Welcome back to the podcast. We're playing a game. Um, How exciting is this game? I don't know. You're the one who made it. I'm not sure yet. Oh, There's nothing for the loser to use, so I do. Okay, good, good. Okay, so so I'm just going to lose on purpose. The stakes are low, just like my favorite film. Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, well, the six are pretty high. There's, I think, a black hole. I don't know. The jury's still out. Um, we're going to play a game called Four. This game is called Four. The answer to all the questions is Four. No, <laughs> yeah. so this is a dissection of the number four, and it has some math in it. God damn it. I'm just kidding. No math. But uh, all of these questions have something to do with the number four. You guys will each take turns. The winner will win and the loser will lose. Oh, shit. I guess, yeah. I'll give you an example of a question. This one isn't real, but one of the questions might be... Four. (laughs) What number do you call if you're in a car wreck? No, it's not that. Four, 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 four. It is, what is the fourth month of the year? April. April. Yeah, so that's an example of a question. So they're four related, but they're not four contingent. Okay, I get you. All right. I get this. This is confusing. (laughs) We'll start with Andrew then. Andrew... Four is the only number in the English... Oh, shit. This isn't a question. (laughs) This is just a fact. I'll read it anyways. This isn't a question. I forgot to make it into a question, but here's the fact. Four is the latest number in the... (laughs) Four is the only number in the English that is equal to... the English. Four is the only number in the English that is equal to the number of letters in its name. Oh, I see. That's just a fact. (laughs) <laughs> cool <laughs> dude i got a point we're all we're all wiser because of it. <laughs> see you guys out there all right here we go what is the fourth sign of the zodiac uh, what the fuck <laughs> everyone knows uh, the zodiac no i sign. don't uh aries no i don't know john i'm gonna give you a chance to steal capricorn <laughs> no it is cancer okay <laughs> I believe you John It's your turn Do you know how fucking hard it was To find facts about four like this I know this? That's why I was like uh, I could tell uh, uh, Fuck Uh-oh. I'm just kidding I'm just laughing too much uh, John 
The Greek word for four is also the title of this popular block building and breaking game. Jenga. No. Andrew? Uh, the uh, Greek word for four is also the title of this popular block building and breaking game. I kind of want to Roblox. No. <laughs> Do you guys want a clue and then Minecraft. another round? Yes. <laughs> All right. Here's the clue. It's a video game. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lego. No. John, I'll give you one chance and then... It's what a the video f- game? <laughs> it's a video game. How about this? So read the it's question a, okay. again. Sorry, sorry. Right, here's a clue and then you'll each get a turn again. It's an old video game. Tetris. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, congrats. I was like, what? <laughs> I got it. Uh, I guess it's... Whose turn is it? I don't now? know. That was prison rules on that. <laughs> That's one. It's Andrew's it's turn. Andrew's turn. The word for four in Chinese sounds like the word... Or Mandarin. Wow, that is a, not a great question. <laughs> the word for four... The word for four in Mandarin sounds like the word for death, which is why many of these buildings in China have no fourth floor. Is that a fact? No. <laughs> it's a question. These buildings. Religious? Like church? Or? No. Oh, okay. What church has four floors? That's why I was like religious. <laughs> Damn. Uh, John? So read the question again. Sorry. The word for four in Mandarin okay. sounds like the word for death. Which is why many of these buildings in China have no fourth floor. Hospitals. Yes! Wow, John, wow. That, that's stupid, though, because it's the fourth floor, but they call it the fifth floor? <laughs> and that has ha- have you guys ever... <laughs> some buildings don't have 13th floors, and it's crazy. It's, like, but they do. It's they just do. not by name. It's the 14th floor, but no 13th. Isn't that insane? I that's don't know why people do that. I think it's weird. They're just like there's nothing there. Like, I went to. It's well, just an empty space that you're. There looking is at that 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 man that the, the the castle that I went to. There is a secret floor in it that I climbed up these like little ladder, and I was like, "There's like a floor in between the third floor and the attic." And they said that it was a. It's a really short floor. They said it was called like a widow's peak. <laughs> like I, they called it something like that, but it's basically for a widow. It's so weird to go into and like walk it's, around the perimeter of their house and it's literally for grieve. a widow. For a widow? Yeah, and it's kind of like creepy. Specifically, yeah, that is kind of creepy. Yeah, it's on the perimeter. Like, it's so freaking weird and, and scary. Is it on the blueprint? It's secret. It's a secret. Yeah. yeah. Okay. John, it's your turn. Yes, it is. Of all the words listed as vulgar in the dictionary, so according to the dictionary, my favorite book. Mm hmm. Um, uh, exactly what percentage are four letter words? What percentage of vulgar words are four letters? You know what? Let's do whoever's closest. Four percent. Four percent? That is... Is this over under? This is not over under, but... The price is right, Even if it's not, Andrew. You said if I'm closer, right? Yeah. Five (laughs) percent. John, you lost. You lost. Fifty percent of the vulgar words in the dictionary are four letter words. I didn't really have to think about my response. I just kind of said it because I knew I would be closer to John. I know, John. What is going on with you? Four percent. Jeez. All right, here we go, Andrew. Yeah. Name the four houses of Hogwarts. Gryffindor, uh-huh. Hufflepuff, uh-huh. Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Yes. 
There's four related, yeah. When are we going to do a, a Harry Potter podcast? Whenever J.K. Rowling gets her shit together. Wow. Stupid bitch. Oh, okay. shit. Wow. Hey, I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Holy shit. I do think that J.K. Rowling is spending a lot of her time fighting fights that are... Don't need to be fought. <laughs> don't even understand. Um, uh, don't uh, come at them, uh, write more magic. Because she's also, like, richer than the queen. Isn't that in, like, I mean, yeah, whatever. 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 Uh, what was the question? Uh, Wait, whose turn is it? Is it's your turn, John. This planet is the fourth farthest from the sun. Um. Oh, what the fuck? I get this. Can I answer? Mars. Yes, John, you got it. <laughs> I had it instantly. I almost actually said Earth. I had to count my finger. I just remember Third Rock from the Sun. The show is oh, about yeah, you're right. us. So we're definitely third. <laughs> I can't believe it. The other planets, I have no fucking idea where they are. Someone make a sitcom about them. You're like, that was news to me. I know. Like right now when I just read. I just, uh, so cool. Andrew, your turn. According to this book in the Bible, on the fourth day, God created the sun, moon, and stars. Another space-related question. According to this book in the Bible. Oh, okay. Genesis. Yes. That one's kind of easy. <laughs> I guess. I was going to yeah. ask you to name the fourth book of the Bible, yeah, but I didn't I know. I was like, know. there's a fourth book? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the sequel? Yeah. Bible. The sequel. Um, yeah. I used to be really religious, and in church, I got a prize, which was like a candy bar, because I got up in front of the whole congregation and I named all the books of the Bible in a row. That's cool. And I kind of forgot them now, but I still remember. What was it? Candy. It seems like you might remember that. Church candy. (laughs) It wasn't like a Snickers or anything like that? I don't know, John. (laughs) What? what, what? Yeah. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Luke, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings. And that's all I have so far. (laughs) Is there more than that? Yes, there's like 50 something books in the Bible. Ugh. I wonder that thing's so thick. Y'all, ugh. <laughs> John thinks the Bible's thick. <laughs> Literally is. It's my favorite book, other than the dictionary. Uh, both of those books, uh, uh, truth. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Whose turn is it? My turn. Okay, Andrew. No, here's... no, no, I just answered Jen. Yes. Right? All right, John. Here's yours. Wait, no, John got it wrong. It's my. No, I'm just kidding. No, John, ready for your question? Go for Name it. the four. Ninja Turtles. Oh, shit. Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Yes, queen, come through. Uh, do you have a favorite? A favorite? Leonardo. Uh, I like a... Uh, he's going to say the typical choice. No, I like Michelangelo. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> gonna say, I know his favorite's been Raphael since we were younger. Okay. He's cool. I My favorite? Oh, shit. I forgot the rat's name. <laughs> Splinter. Splinter. <laughs> he's my favorite. I love rats. All right, Andrew, it's your turn. Four is the title of the fourth album from this band featuring the steamy teens, Niall, Liam, Harry, and Louie. One Direction. <laughs> yes. Wow. I didn't know. Uh, obviously, you know. No, at this I point, don't. At this point, Zayn had left the group. I didn't know that. You know? I have no, I guessed. Wow. John, I've would never- you have known that? Definitely not. I, is, is it Harry Styles? Yes. That's, I didn't want to put last only, names. That's the only reason I knew. You don't know Liam? Because you heard of Harry? Liam Hemsworth? No. Well, then no. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm a Zane stan. Liam Neeson? Yeah, exactly. Liam direction? Neeson was in One Direction, and he was talking about walking around town. Uh, John, it's your turn. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this organ in a cow 
Uh, <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay, let me answer. This organ in a cow is separated into four oh, separate shit. compartments. It's stomach? Yes. Yeah, that was easy. I was going to say the four These are testicles. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to look this up, but you know, the, the <laughs> guy who made... Um, the guy that made Taken, there's this thing called the 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 market at cons where they sell movies before they're made. You basically pitch movies and then people give yeah. you millions of dollars. Um, uh, but I won't. But I but I won't tell you about it. I won't. Give, I don't. I won't tell you the story. Uh, here we go. There's only four more questions. Oh shit! I was, actually, there's only three more questions. Thank, oh yeah, let's do this. Just Andrew, here we down. go. In basketball, the four spot stands for this position. Uh, In basketball, the four spot. Forward? Yes. John, what hey, was? Man, why can't you be asking these questions to John? John wouldn't have got that in a million years. What was Definitely the fourth not. MCU movie to be released? What the fuck? Why are you asking him the easy ass questions? Hold on. So wait, see. The fourth MCU movie to be released. You give John the movie questions, and you give me the Captain fucking America: one. The First Avenger. No, no Thor. Andrew, God, uh, Thor. Yes, <laughs> John. I forgot about the Hulk. That's why. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know what the fuck. <laughs> Last question goes to Andrew. I won. Name the six films. Why is it six instead of four? <laughs> Name the six films that make up the MCU's Phase Four. Oh, oh shit! Phase Four is the most recent one. The, the one that hasn't co- started yet because of COVID. Oh yeah. Oh shit! There's uh, only three phases. Oh fuck! This is tough. If you, if you don't get it, John will get a chance, and for each of them, the Eternals, count. Black Widow, uh-huh. Doctor Strange. Uh huh. Nope, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I wasn't going to say the full, full, full fucking title. Doctor so, Strange so there's, is a part of Phase 2. I'll count it, but there's three of them that you still haven't named. Okay. Uh, Black Panther 2. No. Captain Marvel 2. No. Oh, shit. John, I'll give you a chance here. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I thought, are you naming the shows too? No, no, no. this is the films. What are the six films that make up Phase 4 of the MCU? If you want to do the shows, sure. <laughs> The six films Eternals, Black Widow, uh-huh. um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, okay, those are the same yeah, the ones yeah. that I said. Well, yeah. There's three more that you have oh, not I named. Thought, I thought you wanted me to name all six. That's what you did, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was trying to warm up to it. Um, now get in there. You, I'm warm. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. No. Fuck. Yeah, wow. See, exactly. You guys oh, yeah. ready for this? These are the movies that are coming out in the next two years. This is so funny. We're, this is our whole podcast. Yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> we did an episode on Phase 4. It's been so long. Ready? <laughs> this, uh, is, this is in no, order no, no. of release. 2020 now, because they've, they've adjusted, but Black Widow is going to come out later this year. Right. 2021, we're looking Eternals. at the, the Eternals, yep. Shang-Chi and the Legend of oh, Ten shit. Rings, yeah, exactly. and the untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel. And then in 2022, we're talking Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor yeah, Strange oh, in I, the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Meanwhile, on Disney Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. I thought Lo- you said fucking in the Winter Soldier. Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She Hulk are all part of Phase Four as well. Well, guys, thanks for playing along. I won. Andrew won. He I g- did. I always you, win. You got seven, and John, you got four, baby. Well, God wow, damn. John, you got four. four. So technically, <laughs> who's the real winner? John, you won. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you after these messages. Welcome back from that break. Uh, Andrew thought he had to poop, so we rushed through the game. Yeah, and he we just took too long that I just did it. So what happened to the poop? Uh, what are you talking about? It's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting in my shorts, dog. Hey. 
Jesus. Anyways, uh, you're very lucky. This not this is not a, a smelling podcast because you'd be smelling a, what the rock was cooking. And sniff. Yeah. Um, it was scratch and sniff podcast. Yeah. Scratch my shit and yeah. sniff. That would. That's only on Patreon, baby. The Smellovision pod. Jeez. Do you remember when Smellovision was a thing? Yeah. Remember movies? Spy Kids three. Was it Smellovision? Yeah. It was right. Like you would get the little All paper. All the cards were the just cards, fart, yeah. and they'd tell you. It was just during <laughs> fart jokes. Or imagine if you're just stinky and like, man, I'll, I can't smell anything. Because all these suck. Um, do you remember 3D movies when you actually got had to wear the blue and the red? Yeah. And it was paper? I remember watching a 3D uh, episode of Home Improvement. At, at home? home? At home. <laughs> home yeah. Improvement? I remember yeah. that, yeah. I yeah, I had to grab, like, uh, like, we actually saved a pair of... <laughs> of 3D glasses from a movie so that we could watch it at home. What, what was also, the name of the... What was the other thing, too? Um, a Spin City. It was like a... a, a it, was a it was a shtick. It was like a Thursday, must, uh, like a TGIF or something on ABC. They, yeah. they, they needed ratings, baby. So they're like, IMAX! Everything <laughs> is 3D. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It was like the only exposure to 3D I got as a kid. They don't really do that anymore, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I've never seen a 3D movie as a kid before. Because yeah. like, you kind of always saw it in movies, but like... It didn't take off because that first wave of 3D was like, what, in the 50s or yeah. 60s and stuff? And the end, some of the 80s stuff, like, you know, where you got the red and blue glasses. Do you guys like, because movies still now are real 3D? D, 3D or yeah. something where you pay $10 more yeah, real D. <laughs> in IMAX. Do you guys still like those movies or do you think you can go without them? I can, I feel like I can go without them if they're not like filmed in 3D, I guess. I see. Like, if it's not essential to, like. I'm, like Christopher Nolan wouldn't release a 3D. Right, exactly. But also like, you know, I mean, like I'm. I'm sure James Cameron's Avatar will be in 3D, and I will probably want to watch it in 3D. Yeah. yeah, the original Avatar was insane in 3D. That so, original yeah. Avatar is still my best 3D movie experience. I don't oh. think anything has matched that. The hologram, like ev- everything was holographic. Everything, yeah. yeah, everything had just extra layers, and he did that on purpose. Yeah, and, and so yeah, it looks good. It's like he ruined. He single-handedly brought 3D back, but also ruined it for everybody yeah. else because like no one else could match that ever. Is that partially your suspicion as to why it is one of the highest-grossing movies? movies is because you were just kind of felt like you needed to watch it in 3d so it meant you paid that upcharge does that <laughs> yeah, make so sense like everybody well, just paid 20 bucks yeah for movie. i'm gonna pay twice the movie ticket to go watch this insanely big movie and so i mean double that, the box office that probably could have been it other than i mean it still looks gorgeous when you when you watch it at home like if you yeah. watch it on a like on a without 3d yeah, yeah. It, it still looks pretty awesome like, it, you know, it holds no up can, in an insane way yeah no one can make cg like cameron really yeah i'm day. so yeah. excited anyways let's talk about yeah, uh, fantastic four speaking let's, of cg i know on the opposite end of the spectrum what are some of the other things that you liked about the movie because it's hard it's easy to trash this movie probably because oh, even sure. the director trashes it and the people who are work, Mara still says she hasn't seen this movie uh, uh, in a while. What do you, there's <laughs> in some, yeah, in, or ever, but there are, there are definitely some things that I enjoy. We already talked about how the body horror stuff, I think we like. Yeah. And I um, think even the very small and even cheesy moments where Reed is trying to fight, like, I think that's actually really cool. Cause like he extends his legs and he just like jumps really high Yeah, and he like, you know, will he takes out like a squad of soldiers there. Like, you know, they're trying to hunt him down, which is really kind of cool and, if you know maybe rendered a little bit better it would have been would have been a very exciting scene yeah um i do like the way um the powers are used and even as much as we're trashing the the i mean i don't want to trash anything but as as much as that as that ending is messy like watching them fight sucks. is kind of like i'm trying to find something good in that it's just well, no, it's cool I think, to see yeah. like you know the it's stuff that we saw a lot of in the earlier Fantastic Four, right, but we yeah. only see briefly i think it's pretty brief it's, in this it's movie. very brief and then it's also a very 
it's alienating because that no no hint of that was thrown the rest of It's so brief that yeah. you don't buy it. Yeah. And, yeah. But I liked yeah, I, I but it's like it's cool. You wish there was see, you, right? wish you wish there was, was more. She's already putting a force field around all three of them and like flying through the thing as if like they had rehearsed yeah. it a million times and I was like, what the see, fuck? I guess so, yeah, stuff like that. It's all just, these cop outs of them like going through the black sword, hole. Because you're kind of like this is cool, but it's not cool because where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. yeah. Like that. It yeah. wasn't in the rest of the movie. There was no build up, yeah. It's yeah. I think there's that temporal thing of like cutting. It's funny because we're like, "What did you like about the movie?" And then ended up spinning <laughs> into what was bad. Still. Well, well, so I think those moments were good, but you're right. They definitely were not. Uh, I don't want to say earned, but you just didn't see that the rest of the movie. So no, you're definitely right though. The earned is a good. Yeah, they didn't earn it for sure. But you kind of got the feeling that they were like, "Well, we're gonna make another one, and that's when we're gonna really show you everything." But I don't think that's a great way to go into a movie ever. Definitely yeah. not. Um, gotta leave it all in the field, baby. Yeah. Gotta play ball, baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the, 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 the character development before they get their powers. Yeah. And that's why I think I hated the second half so much is that you don't really see what happens. It's just kind of stuff like, you know, the superhero aspect taking over of like, they have to team up and yeah. go fight the bad guy instead of kind of focusing on the characters again, the characters' relationships and how they change and stuff like that. It kind of goes a little bit heavier into just read against everybody. <laughs> Which is weird because they all signed on to the project knowing that something like this could happen. But yeah. all you know, Ben Grimm could have just said no and then just fell back to sleep, you know. There was, no, I don't want to go. There was a really big decision they made to have them get their powers like in the middle and towards the end of the third act. Yeah. Like that was a I think a really I mean, most superhero movies the powers happen early on and then they deal with it mm-hmm. and then they figure it out at the end. But in this movie it's a lot of brooding a lot of moodiness and a lot of like angst against grown-ups in a weird way <laughs> like you know like or the old like, yeah, yeah. the other the older generation or the government and then they have the tools like at the end after a year like cut to a year so it's a i, I think that's a i think it's a bold decision i don't know if it's the best decision but uh yeah i think that's why those moments that we see them use their powers are cool to see great sequences but definitely, you're like, well, I guess this is how they take on the man is, you know, stopping a black hole. It's interesting. I don't know. What did you guys think about the introduction, or not the introduction, because I'm sure he's in the comic books, but um, uh, the storm, I forgot the name of the dad from you know, Franklin Storm. What did you guys think about his, I guess, shepherding of the whole Fantastic Four? Because he's really the only thing bringing everyone together. And he says so. Like, he has a speech where he says, yeah, he's you can only do it together. Definitely the Coulson of yeah. this thing, where it's like, he has to die for all of us to kind of get our shit together. I liked it. I mean, I like um, that that actor, Reg E. He's Katie, good. I think yeah. he was, he's pretty awesome. Um, I think he's kind of brings a really good, uh, like a very real and human grounded thing to it. Because he's kind of like the father figure for all of them. Mm. You know, so whenever he does, yeah, it's like what Drew said. It's kind of like in a Coulson way, um, except more father figure so, like, I think it definitely works. It's obviously, it's really nice to bring that in because you didn't get a whole lot of that from the original, um, you know, from the original movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Sue Storm and uh, and uh, and Johnny were already their own thing. Because like, they're adults, you know, and this one, they're all up and coming. Everyone is... They're teens. Sort of, I guess. Like, it, it, Tweens. Teens that look like college students. I, it, I got the sense they were college, but I, you're right. There is a high school scene at the beginning. Yeah. So, shit. In, and um, in the same, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because it, it kind of is trying to follow the Ultimate Fantastic Four line. Ultimate Fantastic Four is basically them being younger. Like, you know, there were kind of college students or high school students in there. And then, you know, the Fantastic Four adventures happened. I guess that's why they pulled a lot of uh, influence from this or, or from that, you know, 
pulled towards this. So like, I kind of like that, but, um, so like, you know, and then having them younger, you know, allows characters like Franklin storm to be pivotal to the mm-hmm. story. And it was cool. Like, I like that, like that good take. It, it, again, it's a shame that like, uh, the, the third act happened, you know, some of that, yeah. and then he's just killed kind of like really weirdly and stuff. And yeah. What is Dr. Doom's power in, in this movie? Weird. It's everything, right? Like, cause he can just kill people. He has like telekinesis or like yeah, something right here, yeah. like, you know, like kind of like scanners. Yeah, like that's why I got kind of, you know, cause it's still very Cronenbergian the way he, um, it's influenced, like you know, it's just otherworldly. The look, mm-hmm. the look of the fly, I think, was what influenced the whole thing. And then I think the head exploding obviously comes from like scanners, not like to that extent, but you know, he's you know, he's telekinetic to the point where you can just blow people's heads. Very up. Chronicle-esque. Yeah, yeah. and because Doctor Doom in the comics is magic. And, and yeah, it's, and he really no, he puts his mind to anything. Yeah, so, so like he he, he learns the technology spells. of Stark. Yeah. He's got he learned like the Doctor Strange magic, yeah. and so he kind of does a little bit of everything. He was gonna. I mean, he would have been a good. I mean, I'm sure he will be in the MCU, but he's like a good yeah. arc. Oh yeah, him, Magneto, uh, Magneto would be Galactus. Yeah. You know, you, these are like people big who can time. like be big bads for your phases yeah and so you can have dr doom show up in a fantastic four and he's really a novice and then they beat him and then he kind of goes back in the shadows builds up and then fights the avengers is that his motivation in the comic books why does he hate humans because here it is very nihilistic where he's like we just don't deserve it and then in this movie i also got the sense that he just has this insane love for Suit? that planet oh. no not i mean kind of yeah, a little bit. but he also he's just like super into the planet that he was on so that makes sense. He's like, it saved me. I want to be fucking in it. Like, uh, Sophia made a joke. He's finger blasting the green stuff when yeah, they first go. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's so good in here. This Avatar planet. But is what is his motivation in the comic books? Is he just also he like... He uh, hates like Reed Richards, I think. Like, cause in the, it's a little more personal. Mm, yeah, I think it's like... I think the... I know that in the comic books, he's kind of like a weird... Like, he... He borderlines between villain and I don't know about say anti-hero, but he's kind of like a complex villain because I know he he's uh he's from the country of Latveria and then he rules that country after a while. Oh yes, I remember so, that. Um but I, I know that um as far as like rivalry with Fantastic Four, it it's always comes from like a hatred or a rivalry with Reed Richards. Yeah. Which I think the original movies with Gillian McMahon, who who played uh um Julian McMahon, yeah. uh, Doctor Doom back in the day. Um, for the Tim Story movies, kind of has that motivation there, like where he kind of just doesn't like Reed Richards. And in this one, you kind of get a hint of that, but it's not, it's, this one's a little bit more like, you know, apocalyptic. Like, yeah. know, he's like, um, humans are bad and, you know, we need to end ourselves. The disdain is there in this movie. Yeah, because he, does he doesn't like even, line. and he doesn't even shake his hand when he first meets him. Yeah, like, uh-huh. they make that very clear. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it's mostly centered around Sue Storm and the fact that Reed <clears> is, <throat> I guess, a little bit. Uh, m- m- she likes him a little bit Frisky. more. Yeah, because I was like, oh, okay. I thought he, he was just being a dick. Like, you know, Dr. Yeah. Dick, which I guess he mm. is supposed to be Dr. in an interesting dick. way. Let's talk about that because we talked about it a little bit early on. They don't go into space to get the power. Yeah. It's interdimensional. And we already talked about how it's cool and different. It's a, yeah, it's an awesome um, take. But it seems like that technology is there. They build a second one, don't they? Like, it's a, oh, w- w- you know, they need Reed. Never mind. They make a big point of finding him because they need him. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That answers that point. <laughs> answered, an, asked, and answered. All right. Well, what else is there? Anything else that you guys like about this? Uh, I think that might be. Or it. Just I just want to talk just... about it, I guess. But yeah, it's a short movie. Do you get the feeling that it was shorter? It's very than... short. It's because it's also like I think because that um, those that last half comes at you like at lightning speed. Yeah. Like you know because you're thrown. 
you're like, wait, 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 what, what's going on? Like, they're, they're government tools now. They know how to use their powers. Like, you know, we skipped all that, yeah. basically. They're on board with it, too, right? Yeah, like, they're on, some of them are on board with it. Yeah, and it's just, it's so, it's so quick. Like, you know, Reed is, has, like, this weird operation in, you know, uh, somewhere else. Like, you know, in Latin America, South America. Yeah. Or something. And it's just, uh, yeah, and that's what makes it feel so short. Because then, like, you know, you have to get into the obligate, obligatory... Uh, Fight. Yeah, like the superhero fight, which yeah. all of them kind of just squad up and then eventually just fight them in very classic Fantastic Four fashion, which is very jarring. Yeah, uh, to see in a movie that was like super grounded at the beginning, you know, to and see like small. This whole, yeah, it's very small, and then compared to and then it's a black hole. Yeah, and then they're in, you know, they're on this planet without suits. Yeah. Everybody had suits at one point, and like now they people, can breathe. Yeah, it. I yeah, I do feel like it's a lot of. I think there's a way that you can say that the arc in this movie is all about the characters regardless of their power you know the rivalry was building with dr doom before he was dr doom um you know all, all of the things that were separating reed and grim started when he first moved you know to mm-hmm. the to the back so you can you can there's there's a there's an argument to be like well this the characters all like you know regardless of them having powers this is the beginning middle and end of the third act of the movie is all of these relationships coming to a boiling mm-hmm. point but yeah, when it comes to just like delivering on the adventure scale or the action scale, that last half is everything. <laughs> like it's just it's yeah, it's, it's poured it's, into you. Yeah, it's it forces you to kind of like accept it, which is not you know not too fun. Yeah, and it's just that classic thing of like we are all separate, but we have to be a team at the end. Yeah, and and I'm still not, not too... even sure how because I feel like when they're all down and out, which is just like an arc of a regular fight, like the, it happens in the Avengers movies it seems like they're all going to lose. I'm not even sure what gives, uh, uh, I think Mr. Fantastic is the first person to get back up. Does that make sense? I'm yeah. not even sure what gave him that. What gave him the motivation. That extra strength. Like it just happens. He just sees everybody struggling. Yeah. yeah and he's like, let me get my hand back. Yeah, and, exactly. And so I don't know. Like I, I and don't. his stretchy powers are some, for some reason, way more effective against Dr. Doom. Cause he's not expecting what, like a fist fight. Yeah. Or and I don't even understand why he doesn't do what he did to all the other humans. Like, it seems like he could just kill 40 people without even trying like he just yeah. blew their heads up and just like cool cool yeah exactly yeah that's kind of weird in a cool sequence i know it's, it's kind of morbid but he's just walking down the hall blowing people's brains out i thought that was cool like, yeah it's, it's, it's um scary it's, it's a weird like horror movie like uh scene yeah just kind of like thrown in there and it's again that's kind of cool like I, I bet you that was probably one of the original trank like that you know stayed in. ideas yeah that stayed in yeah it's definitely dark and it's scary to think that he's so invincible but then you're like why doesn't he just blow their heads up, blow up <laughs> the 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 guys that are gonna end up killing him because i like, don't oh no they have powers i can't <laughs> get in their heads not them baby but yeah i mean i yeah, my favorite thing of the the, the last five sequence was probably the way they actually got him off his bridges was i think sue storm hiding the thing i think that's a pretty clever like cool yeah fun that is actually really cool moment you should have heard him <laughs> and he's, he's like, also he's saying, like fucking thunder like coming i towards feel like you. dr doom has like this weird thing you could have sensed probably yeah no it's gonna oh. very inconsistent right there but yeah anything else guys that's about it for fan four stick here fan yeah. four stick everyone i'm actually surprised it was that much yeah we did actually talk for a while here a little bit. The movie's sure. over. We yeah. put on the movie when we yeah, first started. Yeah, when we started. Oh, we wow. Kind of watched the entire thing. Yeah. Well, it's on Disney Plus, and I feel like that's important. It's accessible. Would you recommend someone watching this? No. If okay. they have Disney Plus, I don't see why not. Especially if you're a fan of the. Um, if you're a fan of Fantastic Four or like Marvel in general, you 
probably owe it to see this weird take on it. Do you just, like the first half more just, than the second half? Oh yeah, for the first sure. Half yeah. Definitely yeah. Is just watch it until they get their powers and then stop it there. The first half is actually a movie. Like it's pretty cool. And then yeah. the second half is basically just like a, it's a cartoon. I like them discovering the powers a little bit. I know oh, that's yeah. like a five minute. That's still kind of oh, like no, yeah. No, up until yeah. like the one year later. One year later, yeah, right? Yeah, is like where you can totally tell. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, they did not know where that movie was going after that. Like that's hence that part really. So we talked about another movie that had this venom. Do you remember we talked about the venom? jump time oh, yeah, jump yeah, and time we were jump, like yeah. what's oh, oh, yeah. whoa 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 but sure. yeah it's an interesting way I don't know if it necessarily fixes things couldn't recover yeah but I, I mean like again you don't have much if, you, if you're if you a Fantastic Four fan you don't have much options content wise and so I guess you're gonna <laughs> have to watch this you got the two Tim stories and then you got this one you got the Roger Corman you got the Roger TV Corman one, the yeah. really old one um, and then maybe and I assume well let's talk about the future of Fantastic Four <laughs> What do you guys think? And we don't have to get into like our own theories or anything, but what do you think about the idea of the Fantastic Four in the MCU? I think it's long overdue. I think it's, I think the more you wait, the harder it is to introduce them. But, you know, Marvel seems to kind of do no wrong when it comes to reinventing their characters. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe it'll actually blend together really well. Um, it's, it's exciting to think about because these characters are technically one of the oldest characters out there like if not the og they, team yeah almost. they predate like you know uh iron man and you know and they were the direct competitor to, i think to justice league wasn't it yeah, like I think the, for marvel I, they're like we got to get a team them up yeah and it so the fantastic four is basically almost like like that and what came for the thing i think is the prototype hulk too isn't it or, or is it or the other way around i don't, I don't know one. but i know that um we can probably just yeah. look this up no look, i won't look into a, an episode of countdown Two in, oh, this is Countdown to Infinity. Yeah. Countdown to Pound Town. I literally thought we were doing the Skywalker. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Um, what were we talking about? Sorry. <laughs> well, the Gone. MCU. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. The Fantastic Four and the MCU. Yeah, that would be awesome. I I think Marvel should stop like waiting around and just introduce them already. Obviously, this is still... This movie's only five years old, so it's not that long, but you know, they did... It was a shorter break between Spider-Man movies, so I don't know why they just don't... Try to just jump them in there. Yeah. And I think that there's, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, uh, the thing was first. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think. I don't think it was like a proto Hulk, though. Like, it's kind of, I think, like, very similar, but like. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Their uh, powers are super strength and big. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that I, I am, I don't even think it's a risk to say that the MCU will probably do the best Fantastic Four probably yeah. uh, so of, uh, of the movie just because of the caliber pretty, pretty low bar yeah well to clear. Yeah. that's also partially why it's an easy statement to so, make it's also very tough to crack too because like when Fantastic Four the movie of the Fantastic Four they're they're only famous because there's nobody else like them out there it's true so and they're also, kind of like the Superman of like the MCU movies but now because everybody in the MCU has already been there yeah um, and their identities are known by everyone right like it's not yeah. necessarily like a secret because I mean if you see the thing walking around you're not like who is that they're basically a famous family like of celebrities in the, the MCU. kardashians basically i mean in a way i mean you can that's the take that i'm seeing in my head for yeah. the mcu because yeah. like, you know they're they're kind of in the spotlight and everybody knows who they are yeah um that being said almost every other hero in the mcu is in the spotlight so i think the way it could work obviously this is just speculation yeah, my yeah, take yeah. on it would be from a different alternate universe dimension like maybe, yeah maybe dr strange or something pokes his head into one thing and it ripples in another dimension and those heroes come to the M current MCU, like, you know, and they have powers yeah. there, but they come from another dimension or something. It, it just, to me, makes a ton of sense because you can have the continuing adventures of the Fantastic Four 
in their dimension and only need to cross over when there's that kind of a threat a or giant whatever. One. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of the reverse because, of course, Multiverse of Madness is, I think, going to open up the next phase where we may even have Blade in a different place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different looks maybe to movies, but it's kind of the reverse DCEU because DCEU is, a, you know, all, they started with all these random things and now it's like, well, what if the Flash is really kind of connecting them all. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. It's like the reverse of that, where they're going to explain the multiverses probably. Right. And then, like, here's, like, the different offshoots of the 20 Disney Plus series that we have or whatever. But, yeah, it's super exciting. I think they definitely fit in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, I remember always thinking they were a very family-friendly group of superheroes in a weird way. Like, they're, they're... their archetypes are, are recognizable by like even the youngest people. Like, oh, that's a strong guy. Right, that's the yeah. smart one. That's, uh, you know, like you know, you you kind of uh, like they're very easy to understand, and so you're at a you're at a good starting point, I think, with those characters. Forgot to mention this: Stan Lee, no cameo in this movie. No cameo in this exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. See, it's already like that. This movie <sighs> was already weird yeah. enough without it. Yeah. And I texted you. I was like, "Did he say no?" But if I dug into it, and he just was never asked. He said nobody asked him, and he said it was weird because they were filming like in the United States and he was like, I'm, I was available the whole time. Um, I live in the United yeah, States. Like, I live here and I'm not, yeah, wherever they filmed, it was like, I could have, it wasn't, he said the only difficult times he has filming cameos was going overseas and stuff. And he was like, where did they film this? And they're like, Oh, here. And they're like, Oh, crazy. Yeah. I don't think I don't. Yeah. See, I don't know if Josh Trank would have been on board with that too. Cause then you're poking fun at like Josh Trank seemed to really want a real take on this. Like a very Batman begins. Yeah. Like, you know, you take the material very seriously. Yeah, that's true. Nolan had done a good job of, well, I don't even know because those are fairly Batman movies. As well, well, they are, but like they're also like you never forget that they're they're Bruce Wayne movies. If yeah, like. you mean like it's it's more about the the Wayne uh, you know arc. Obviously, Batman's in it because mm-hmm. you know Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. is Batman. Um, but they're very you know they take the source material very very seriously. Very it's not, political. Yeah, and it's not it's not tongue in cheek. Like yeah. no one's like you know. Um, so like I I thought I think that's what Josh Trank was yeah. really trying to do, trying to make like a very serious take on on the on the fantastic four mythos i heard uh uh uh, i don't know if you remember the batman begins with ra's al ghul and it coming out so close to or during the iraq war and how it was the the league of shadows is that what they were called like they're basically like kind of religious zealots zealots and i think that that is kind of what made that strike a chord was during the time we were also fearing that same exact kind of threat Mm -hmm. and then like you know of course it goes all the way to like class warfare with bane which is still a dark knight is like anarchy anarchy oh my god like uh, and but he knows that that's the other thing with christopher Nolan. like it's not a mistake he knew the emotion and the i guess the context of his movies and I mean, his movies are very real. Like, you know, nowhere other, you know, we were watching, you know, when you see BVS. No, when you see BVS, like, you know, you have, you have Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, who's like probably 300 pounds of pure muscle, like jumping around. Pure thickness. I'm just saying like, he jumps around like a, like a CGI character. And in Nolan's movies, the, he bar fights, like Batman bar fights and then gets hurt yeah. and has x-rays. He and it's probably by someone that's shorter than there's him. Nobody and like, Christian Bale's probably like yelling at people getting punched <laughs> in the face in real life while they're well, it's filming. Just, it's just so funny because like, you know, you never thought Batman could have a broken knee or something. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, and be injured. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, they actually show it like on Ooh, x-rays Remember and when stuff. Bane breaks his back? Yeah, his back, yeah. I, so this is something uh, offshoot that will wrap up the pod, but Christopher Nolan shoots in such a specific way because he is like the final call on his movies and it's gotten to like a point that is even beyond some other filmmakers. He's the, 
there's normally video village where people like watch the takes over again. That doesn't happen on Nolan movies. It's only him and his like little monitor. And he says cut and action. And if he likes it, he'll say we're good, but nobody has to like, does that make sense? They're not all like actors aren't looking like, did it look good? It's just him being like, I think we got it. And then you got it. He shoots on film too. And he doesn't have a second unit. He films every single shot of his movies. And of course, it's probably like for control purposes. Like he doesn't want to trust some second unit director to shoot action. Right. Yeah. If, like he can do it, but um, he should though. No maybe. Offense to his, <laughs> no offense know. to his action. But yeah, so I, I was I, I always feel like he's like in this very special bubble that is like Christopher Nolan, uh, where studios give him all kinds of money and he doesn't, you know, have to adhere to the, the same rules as everyone else. Because even Martin Scorsese fight like has to make concessions for movie and he's like a friggin' you know prolific director yeah but not all of scorsese's movies are hits though like box office that's true like nolan nolan has made like the studio billions of dollars yeah so like he's got that 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 sway but i always think like that's insane like it's uh it's such a specific way of doing it and i don't think i think to make it uh relevant to what we're talking about when you're young like josh trank this is his second movie it's chronicle like those same things aren't afforded to you in any way. They brought in Simon Kinberg to oversee you. And he says when he showed up for the reshoots of Fantastic for Fantastic, uh, like he basically wasn't blocking. Like he was just sitting there. And he said that sometimes they would ask him, is that okay? But really, it didn't matter if he said yes or no. It was just going to be whatever they, they wanted. And the editor was making the decisions. Shit. This kind of happened on uh, Rogue One. Do you remember like the... For the reshoots of Rogue One, Gareth Edwards showed up, but he didn't have many... People weren't asking him questions. They were asking that Bourne guy. Yeah, Gilroy. Yeah, like they wouldn't even ask him for setups or for blocking or for dialogue. They would just ask Gilroy. And That's what Josh Trank did? Like they were asking Kinberg, I guess? Uh, I yeah. Like the So he said he would show up and everything was already blocked because the producers had already figured everything out. And I was like, man, that's kind of insane. That's rough. Um, but hey, that's what happens in these big budget stuff. If it's the, Hollywood, baby. If the studio get, doesn't get what you want. And then he got uh, let go from Boba Fett. Yeah, um, after that. Because yeah, Kinberg yeah. was producing those movies. And I guess from whatever stories he brought back to Kathleen Kennedy, they were like, Ugh. I yeah. remember that because he called out sick to Star Wars Celebration that year. Yeah, and I was I like, that. he's yeah. not sick. It what? was really crazy that uh, he picked Fantastic Four over working with all these other people. Yeah. And then it just tanked his career. <laughs> It's it's insane. And I think it's just, uh, it's a story that we've seen a lot, like when it comes to filmmakers and working in the studio system early on. Edgar Wright has a story like that. James Cameron has a story like right, that. Yeah. A lot of just, re- and just I feel people like- People getting took. People getting took. And I feel like that's why so many people are so crazy about control, why Nolan probably does the stuff he does. Because he's like, I'm not going to make another movie. You know, I'm not going to make your movie. I'm not going to you know, right, make yeah. my Firkin murder. Firkin. Yeah, that may be the ending. That might end up being what the story of this of what this movie was. Right. I mean, the story even then, Josh Trank's story isn't over. He just released Capone, which I've heard is getting Capone polarizing reviews. I still want to see it myself though, because I am a fan of Chronicle and yeah. I am a fan of the good parts of this movie. And you're a fan of Al Capone. I am a fan of Al Capone. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, only as Tom Hardy. No, You're a mobster, baby. Um, yeah, so, you know, Josh Trank obviously is still making movies. Capone apparently is 100% him, you know, 100% him. So mm-hmm. if anyone out there hasn't seen it, you should go watch it and support um, support the art of cinema. 
really. Yeah. And 100% creative control. From home. From home, yes, definitely. You do not go to the movies. And, I mean, I don't think you can do it anyway, but... Um, well, what if are your, you can, don't go to the movies. <laughs> what's your, what are your final thoughts? Let's wrap this bad boy up. Fan4Tastic. Uh, Fan4Stick is a nice try at a very legendary story. Um, it's, again, it's got its, it's, it's got its great parts. I think even the way the look of the movie, I kind of, I dig. Like all those, like, um, those cool tones and, you know, um, it looks like basically like the fly. Um, it's awesome. I think, um, if... They would have given him a little bit more time and not have rushed this out to be like a, you know, trying to cash grab and just like, oh, let's make another franchise and stuff or, you know, or let's not lose the rights or anything like that. And if they would have just kind of trust in Trank. Trust, I feel it, like, trust in Trank. Trust in Trank. Um, I feel like it would have been an, an awesome take on this, on again, on, on the material. Like every, even the, the Tim Story stuff isn't wrong either. Like Tim Story is just comes from a different angle. Um, you know, he saw the the cartoony aspect and the the over the top the theatrical aspect of Fantastic Four, and that made it into his movies. Um, I do like the very grounded attempt on trying, you know, on these characters. Like, I like the fact that these characters have their dis- physical disabilities as opposed to, like, you know, superpowers. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they morph into superpowers over the course of this movie. Um, but, you know, having um, just experienced a little bit and kind of just uh, of of that in this flick doesn't, you know... That's why it kind of doesn't get a pass, but it, you know, it kind of makes it watchable in my opinion. Yeah. Andrew, what are your final thoughts on fan, fantastic four? Oh, yeah, man. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it exists. I mean, again, I, I, I'm just going to repeat what I said earlier. Yeah. Is I like the first half and I'm, I'm always going to like the first half and I wish it would, uh, Maybe, I mean, uh, fucking Tranka wouldn't be so bad. Just re-edit the last fucking half or throw some footage that w- we didn't see or whatever and cut Dr. Doom Trank, out of it. Trank cut? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it sucks because, I, I, again, like that first half really does build to something that you think is going to pay off and it really doesn't. It just kind of goes nowhere. Uh, even that thing with the pattern recognition that you were saying, it like ultimately just gets lost and doesn't matter yeah. and doesn't get used and, you know, th- small details like that. Um, why is Dr. Doom even like fighting them or like being evil? And you're like, what? Like you guys were literally drunk and that was like in Friends. Yeah. Well, one moment and then suddenly he's like, I hate you all because yeah. you all left me there. But you're like, like, uh, I'm really. friends with this planet now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he likes the power. So, like, why are you mad at us? We gave you the power. Type yeah. of th- you know, I don't know. And so there's a lot of stuff that really doesn't make sense in there. Um, That's, the, uh, uh, I'm sorry to harp on that point, but there was a point where he just asked to leave and everyone's like, no. I was like, well, if you just let Dr. Doom leave, I'm sure he would have been yeah, he, yeah, yeah, fine. He, he, like, basically wants to take me back. I don't, like, you know, send me back. But everyone, yeah, I mean, literally Franklin stops him and tells him, no, you have to stay here. And I was like, just what? Yeah, just I let know. him go. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's things like that. It's unfortunate because the cast is really cool. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it doesn't look half bad. Even some of the CGI, where I thought it would look worse, uh, it it still looks really good. The effects hold up and stuff like that. Um, I think uh, the, I was going to say the good outweighs the bad, but it doesn't. <laughs> I think the the last uh, the last of it really does kind of um, mess it up for for everything else that it worked to build, but. Um, I'm, if you're a Fantastic Four fan, then you have no choice. Watch it. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a chapter in the history. and That's true. You have to accept it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, it exists, and that's that's pretty much it. Just like the way I've accepted that BVS is a, a part of the history of Batman. Oh, my Batman God. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, knowing Batman, there will be a million other things oh, in the yes, history definitely. of Batman. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's going <laughs> to... 
Um, probably within our lifetime. Too. I know, yeah, like exactly. probably in the next year, four Batman movies yeah, exactly. a year. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, uh, this movie is dark. It's moody. The cast is fantastic. I appreciated the younger take, even though I don't buy that they're in high school. Um, but that's... <laughs> You know, but that's the movie. And so when we talk about like the faults of the movie, those faults are shared not just by Josh Trank. They're they're shared by the studio, by yeah, everyone exactly. involved, because, you know, you should have known what movie Josh Trank wanted to make. And, and you shouldn't be surprised by right, yeah, him, think, you know, running to those uh, those tendencies if he wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we covered this in the um, in some of the other podcasts about like movies that were had the same fate. Like, you know, if you hire Gareth Edwards to make a Star Wars movie, hire Gareth Edwards to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, trust in his shit. Um, if you hire Phil, you know, you Phil know, Lord what you, yeah. you, you know, know what you're doing. Style. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. There's not there's not the thing where you like, you know, yeah. Oh, we, we thought you would kind of, you know, adapt to this. No, yeah. I mean, you brought them in for their vision. There's this idea in Holly weird where it's like, you know, they're the young hot director. Let's sign them. Like, let's just fucking sign them all. And then like the surprise of like, oh, my God, this is how they work. And I feel like that is not. I don't know. Like that's that's a weird situation to be in. Those because, are like bad business decisions, really. Well, because like, it's yeah. it's so much one sided. Whenever the blame is going to be placed, like I kind of appreciate Josh Trank fighting back a little bit. I know that some of it people say is unprofessional, but I feel like you know, like he's he's not a hundred percent wrong because he's going to get like ninety nine percent of the blame for it. Like right. why not air your side of the story? Because um, at the end of the day, it's probably not fair. Like the studios can just be like, well, that guy troublesome don't hire him yeah and a lot of times he's just trying to work with what uh you know he's given but mm-hmm. yeah i this movie is uh is 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 i don't want to say like is a hoot and a half to watch because it's not even exactly a fun movie but it is uh entertaining and i feel like those those the body stuff and when they get their powers all that is fun um even that like again the the friendly rivalry at the beginning like even when you mm. introduce like sue storm and she's like a Kind of like a rival to Reed and um, Doom. Yeah, um, that's that. Those are cool things. Yeah. there. and yeah. I think Andrew brought up the cast. All these people are are doing really good things now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like so, there 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 was talent there, and um, it's rare that you see this many young people, youngish people, I guess, in a in a movie all together, all leading the movie. There isn't like another big A-list star that you've seen in other things in this movie. It's it's all just these these young guys doing it. So. I think uh, um, Kate Mara and Jamie Bell are married now. I wow. think they met on this movie. It's okay. just like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Another ep- did we do that movie? Yeah, we did that movie For recently. Another yeah. pod. It's Ryan like t- Reynolds and Blake Lively in Green Lantern. Wow, or 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 Steven Spielberg and uh huh? Temple oh, of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says um, that's the best thing of Temple of Willie, yeah. right? What's her name? Uh, the the person who plays Willie in uh in <laughs> <laughs> shit. I feel I so bad. Look. Yeah, no, I, so, I feel bad too. Um, but yes, he he said that's the best part. Mrs. of Mrs. Spielberg. Ah, <laughs> uh, we gotta look this up. Tap 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 tap. Um, but yeah, so so I think this movie um, is still worth it. And it's on Disney Plus. Kate Capshaw. Fuck. Kate yeah, Capshaw. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool. Uh, what do you guys have to plug? Final plugs. Final plugs. Um. I'm going to plug a mask on everyone's face. What the? F- it's okay. No, I'm just um, suffocate so, you. Put it in your mouth. Oh. Uh, during these, you know, this is kind of some really crazy times right now. Um, if you want to, um, God, I don't know how to even fucking. If you want to go back to normal, no, it's just like if you, uh, you know, if you want some uh, some brief distraction from all this, go to delphinpod.com and listen to and go to the Patreon, Patreon 
slash Delphin Pod um, and listen to some sign up there to support us. Um, listen to some really cool shows, some funny shows. And um, wear a fucking mask, please, everybody out there. If you're going out, obviously don't go out if you don't have to, especially everybody in Texas. Wear a fucking mask. Um, I usually plug the shop that I go that I work at, but uh, in light of recent uh, Are you historical guys? events, yeah, I'm don't going come. to uh, just say to stay home. Yes. Do you guys do stay, curbside stay and stuff, or not really? Yeah, we could. <laughs> okay, we've done it before, and then we didn't because now we're open, and now yeah. I guess we could again. Yeah, the 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, be, protect yourself, but don't more be a fool. Wrap your tool, and but your tool is your mouth. The, yeah, your tool. Case, yeah, yeah, what that mouth do? Uh, or <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> I know. Shut, what your mouth do? Not spread COVID nineteen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, respect each other. But, uh, but yeah, respect I, each other. Respect. But yeah, you for sure need to wear a mask if you don't care about your life, care about other people's life. That is a really dark thing I just said. But um, I mean, if you have a death wish, I still cover up. I think we're there though. Like, yeah. please come on. Like, if you again, I'm gonna go ahead and reiterate what you say. If you don't care about your life, please care about someone else. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, listen to all the Delphin Pod shows. Support the pod at patreon.com slash Delphin Pod. We're about to do some really special things on there. We may be going to remote recording here soon, which will be exciting. Right? Yeah. That's going to be really an experience. Op- it's going to open us up to guests, I think, which will be nice. Yeah. I was like, open it wide the fuck Open us wide the fuck up. <laughs> and until, well, not even until, we are, you can register to vote at delphinpod.com. We'll be uh, uh, starting to roll out a lot of voter registration stuff soon. It's, it's actually a little alarming, alarming because because of COVID, voter registration is down because a lot of times people are at high school graduations, um, you know, uh, uh, citizenship ceremonies, registering people to vote, but those things aren't happening. So the amount of new people registering to vote is low. Um, so we want to make sure everyone has that chance. So you can just go to delphinpod.com and register there uh, for whatever election. There's some really important ones coming up in all of the different states, but you can do that. Uh, right now, you can go right now and register online. Uh, it's quick, it's easy, and it's uh, really important. But yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, you can just stay safe, guys. Stay Please. safe, everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> Goodbye. Later. Bye.